Hey everyone, it is Sarah from the HMC Network, and I'm sitting here with Dan Fagan, who is the host of our newest podcast coming to the network, his show, What's Eating, What's Drinking. What's going on there, Sarah Mason? Hello, Mr. Fagan. What's the word today in Podcastville? The word today in Podcastville is nutty. Nutty. <laughs> nutty. I like nutty. <laughs> Can we be nutty on this show? I think we can. I think we can. This is a, this is an exciting opportunity, and I, I thank you for bringing me on to the network. And hey. Hopefully, hopefully I'll have something to contribute to the uh, podcast villains out there. Well, talk a little bit about what you're doing because it's super-duper cool, actually. You know, I, I think it's super-duper cool. <laughs> you know? I think the podcast uh, listeners will have to uh, give us some feedback on that one. Yes. It, it might be a short-lived uh, podcast, in which case I'll come back as something else more sinister. <laughs> but, but this one, uh, what's eating, what's drinking? So um, for myself, I, I'm, I have a very uh, big background in food and drink. Um, both. Like you like to eat food and I, like to drink. <laughs> I love. I love. I think to we eat all and have drink. a big background in that. There and 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 podcasts don't particularly show the uh, the size of a person, but I can tell you, folks, I'm huge. <laughs> I'm usually to quote to quote from another Source. crazy comedian. Um, <laughs> I I, yes. uh, I have a very uh, great love of food. I've had it since I was a little kid, and I took it back into my passion uh, getting into the industry at a very young age of 15 years of age. Really? So I didn't know that. I did, yeah. My, my very first job in restaurant was as a dishwasher at the wonderful ah. gourmet restaurant of Red Lobster. Ah, nice. I didn't know that it was... Or it's been around for that long. <laughs> yes, yes. Back when lobsters were red, they had they had me there, and uh, I believe I may have worked at the very first Red Lobster. Really? No, just made that up. But <laughs> this is back in Jersey, right? Because you are in, a Jersey boy. This is back in uh, Woodbridge, New Jersey. All right. And uh, yeah, my very first job uh, it was very exciting to uh, to work in that field. Even though it was the dishwasher uh, uh, department, I, I very quickly ro- rose to the ranks. But I, I, I just really fell in love with the whole social dynamic hmm. uh, that food and drink uh, presents to people. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. No one really talks about that when they're yeah. discussing this. So, so uh, went through the ranks many years uh, in the industry, and happy to bore bore you with all those details. Nah, don't bore us. You but, can read his bio on our website. Yeah, <laughs> ultimately. Um, I have um, risen from the ranks in in restaurant after running uh, multi million dollar steakhouses and nightclubs on both the east and the west coast, and I finally hit my wall. Mm. Um, what, what does that mean? Hitting my wall. So uh, uh, as men- you, you're a rest, you were a restaurant owner. I was, I was in New Jersey. I owned a, a, a wonderful little uh, twenty two hundred square foot restaurant that, when purchased, was a deli. Uh-huh. A uh, wonderful little deli had been in existence for several years at that time. Uh, when I finished up with it at three and a half years in, mm. uh, it was a deli in the daytime, and it morphed into a jazz and blues New Orleans-style uh, etouffee and jambalaya mix in Americana cuisine place. And uh, it was uh, it was, uh, it was very successful from the perspective that in the evenings I could not – fit a table in the place, uh-huh. um, but 
because of the music component that I also added to the what was delicious food and service, uh, the the place just could not fit enough people, and I could not get the table turns uh, okay. to get people out because they just loved the whole atmosphere and the music and and dug it. So, what was it called? It was called Basin and Blues. Dig it. Yeah, Basin and Blues from a little homage to the uh, shout out of Basin Street down in uh, New Orleans, which uh-huh. is uh, many attribute to the home of uh, origination for blues music. What did it? Jersey boy, like, how did you get fascinated by New Orleans? You know, I, I was always a fan of of big band music and okay. blues music, um, not so much jazz, but but mm. you know, to some degree. Uh, when I opened up my restaurant and I had it as the deli initially, uh, right down the street from uh, where my deli was at was a place and still exists called the uh, Count Basie Theater. Okay. And so Count Basie uh, was a, a very famous uh, big band uh, man back in the days of Duke Ellington yep. and Ella Fitzgerald. In the and, 30s and 40s. And the like. And uh, he was also born and raised in Red Bank, New Jersey, where this uh, restaurant was. Oh, I did was. not know that. And so he, he also experimented with a lot of blues artists. And mm. Count Basie Theater was uh, was home to a lot of not only big bands that would come through, but also some of the biggest in uh, blues uh, legends mm-hmm. uh, such as Bobby Bland or BB King, and oh, wow. uh, I, I used to go down and catch every show that I could, and so I, I just had a love for the music. I had uh-huh. a love for the food, and I thought that that was the uh, way to go in my place. Had you been to New Orleans in terms of the food and checked you, out the food there? Yeah, so I, I I was told that I was there when I was twenty one years old. <laughs> I, I jumped on a, uh, a uh, I jumped on a train in Philadelphia with a group of other debauchery minded uh. people, and uh, I was there for about four or five days. Okay, what little I recall of it was that there was a lot of eating and a lot of drinking and uh-huh. a lot of music, and there was a lot of other things too, which <laughs> maybe I can't really do. But you could catch it in our X rated version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've been to New Orleans a few times, and I have to say the food. And the music, definitely, as everyone knows. Or, I mean, I, I've never ate, eaten as well as I have in that city. Exactly, exactly. And for the, for the, the culture that, that comes across there, mm. uh, very uh, large uh, French influence, Creole influence. Yeah. Uh, the foods that were coming out of there were just a, uh, really just a celebration of life and food and, and the varieties of all the things that, to me, makes... Uh, both America great, but also makes just food in general such a wonderful device for uh, getting people together and, and allowing them to celebrate the multi- mm-hmm. multiculturalism that is our country and our, our world. Go USA! Go USA! <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So you're doing that, and I'm assuming you hit the wall with that, or no? No, I, I actually was approached by a large steakhouse operation that was based out of uh, Southern California. They uh, actually were fans of my restaurant and were coming in oh. about eight or nine months before I ultimately um, closed up my shop, mm-hmm. uh, and they recruited me out from my restaurant to come and help them open up a location in Rumson, New Jersey, which is on okay. the waterfront. Uh, also home to one of my favorite art musicians, uh, music musicians of all time, Bruce Springsteen. Ah, Just yeah. throw it in. Hey, Bruce, how you doing if you're listening? <laughs> it's been a while. Call he me. He is. He listens. <laughs> 
But uh, <laughs> so they 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 brought me in to open up this steakhouse with them. I, I was with that operation in New Jersey for four years. Okay. At which point they offered me uh, to open up a another location for them out in Southern California. Ah, the plot. Thickens. Brought me out to SoCal. I did three years with uh, that operation. At which point I hit the proverbial wall. Okay. Why? You know, it's uh, it's uh, for many people. I, I can only speak to my own experience. I, I felt as though uh, at that point I was thirty-seven years of age. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had been doing it since I was fifteen, and I just uh. felt as though it was time for a change. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to just experience what it was like to have weekends off. Yeah, yeah. To not have to work all the holidays and 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 really just uh, find another way of still enjoying all of those things that I loved about it without having to uh, actually work the massive hours that it entailed. And you did because you have been continuing to work with the restaurant business in your capacity as a uh, commercial real estate broker and – Correct. 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a broker. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I am an. I, I'm an agent. An I have agent. to say that. Sorry. You know, I am a licensed <laughs> commercial agent working for a brokerage. Uh, but yes, for the last 15 years, I have been uh, helping many uh, uh, an operator, uh, both restaurant, bar, cafe, any kind of food operation, mm-hmm. uh, in either opening, uh, selling, leasing, or purchasing uh, restaurants, bars, cafes in the Southern California market. Cool. And it's been wonderful because I, I still get to have my hands in the food and mm-hmm. drink industry, which literally. I literally literally <laughs> and my taste buds and all of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I but I also get to have my weekends off and I get nice. to experience life uh, on the as, Venice canals. On the Venice on the <laughs> Venice canals, exactly, exactly. So we're So how did this idea for the show because uh, I, I'm guessing it came out of your experience and your love for it, but what how did what's the uh, catalyst that brought this about? For for what one more time for the show? Oh, for the show. You so know, the thing we're talking about. So today. the show, show. Oh yeah, yeah. The pod. The podcast. The podcast. Yes. The podcast. <laughs> the podcast. So the uh, the the impetus for this uh, show really came out of um, for for a number of years. People have been asking me to maybe do a little bit more with my knowledge of restaurant mm-hmm. with bar. Um, with my love of food, my love of drink, and and get people out because they they found that when I was out there talking to people mm-hmm. just in in general uh, populations that people were getting excited just to hear my recommendations for a restaurant or for a bar, and so when you you approached me yeah. actually Sarah, uh, and, <laughs> well you are a good talker, <laughs> and 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 I said what the heck I think I have something to offer to the people that are out there that might be interested in learning a little bit more about potentially the industry, yeah, um, but certainly about what's new and exciting in our wonderful uh, Southern California market, things that either I am have had a direct hand in assisting mm-hmm. or places that I'm just a particularly a fan of. And I, I just have so many ideas and so many people and so many connections in the industry. There's a lot of people that I just want to be able to introduce to my viewership or, yeah. or would it be a viewership? I don't even know. A listenership. My listenership. There's no viewing going on here. There's no viewing because if you did, you would see that we're drinking a great cup of coffee. <laughs> we got a little whiskey going right now. Yeah, yeah. Just got it. You got to do it right, folks. But uh, yeah. uh, so, w- 
give us an example of because my understanding too is that you're going to be talking to restaurateurs and about kind of how they started, how uh, you know how it works for them, all of that. Sure. So um, one of one of my ideas for uh, segments would be just like you said, mm. um, finding people that I've either worked with or or have uh, struck up relationships with over the years that I'm just particularly fans of. Like, can um, you give an example? Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. W- one would be uh, a good friend of mine. His name is Louis Ryan. Uh huh. And uh, Louis is originally from Dublin, Ireland. Ah. Uh, he put in many years in New York City. Uh, owned uh, a wonderful, wonderful place in New York City called the Scrap Bar with his wife Nettie. Mm-hmm. And he came out to. Uh, Southern California uh, many years ago, has owned many live music venues, really? uh, bars, and, and now restaurants. And I've been a part of, of, of some of them, and I've been the beneficiary of enjoying many of the others. Mm-hmm. And uh, So someone like Louie, I would love for the world to know about what the Ryans have been doing for Southern California. Over I'd the like last to know about that. I have a lot of questions just about them. I'll just say, I'll just say, <laughs> and I'll leave it at this for a little teaser. But but just one of his places alone is one of the oldest bars in Los Angeles and one of the last remaining Prohibition era speakeasies that were created back in the day. And I'll just leave it at that. Well, I'm not. Well, can you? What's the name? No, of I can't. Uh, no, that's a teaser. Teaser. Right. Tune in. Tune in for another another time. All right. All right. Wow. I want to know. Yeah. So I want to go. So that's the kind of stuff that I want to. I want to be able to go on site, uh, meet with meet with the owners, uh, talk to them, uh, not taste o- their food, taste, drink taste their their. Their beverages, uh, of course. Yeah, taste <laughs> taste the great food, taste the great drink, and hopefully convey to you, our our, our listenership, uh, what it is we're, we're we're seeing and feeling and tasting and and enjoying. Because uh, I, I'm passionate about uh, what I do. I'm passionate mm. about the people that I meet, and I really just want to put a connection for you for the people that are in Los Angeles, uh, so that maybe just just maybe, mm-hmm. and I'm not knocking the big corporate chains and the like. But just maybe you might want to, next time when you go out on a Thursday or Friday night, you just might want to put a few dollars into some of these wonderful, uh, both local and regional uh, operations that are owned by a lot of these people. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this. I'm really excited about this. And so this show is going to launch this month, April 2017, on the HMC Network. That is the com. You can go and read all about Dan on the website currently, as well as a little uh, uh, preview of the show. And uh, follow our social feeds, and you'll find out when the first episode is going to be live. Sweet. Yeah, thanks for doing this, and I'm really excited to hear what you're going to be doing. Yeah, thanks, and, th- and thanks again for the opportunity, Sarah. It's a, it's a, it's a great yeah. opportunity, and hopefully the, uh, the, the uh, listenership will, uh, will uh, be as excited as I am about what, uh, what I want to present to it. I know. I'm excited. I'm, and it's not I'm, the whiskey. I'm really excited right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Dan Fagan. You got it. All right. We will hear you soon. Yes, we will. Signing off for today, folks. See ya. Bye.